All right, now, welcome to the Thundercast. I'm Jack Paul, and I'm here with Kale. How are you doing, Kale, today? I'm doing great. Doing good? Yes, I am. Sad that Brig won't be with us today, but other yeah. than that, it's been, been pretty great so far today. Yeah, prayers up for Brig. He's gone. He got, <laughs> he got hit with the sickness, so. Oh, yeah. Hopefully he starts feeling better, but. I, I really hope he'll be back soon. Yeah. But we, if, if he is not back next week, we will not hear from him on the Thundercast until after the break. Yeah. We, the show will go on hopefully next week, even with finals. We power through. Yep. Me and Jack will be here. Hopefully we will be here no matter what. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. First, first priority. If the finals the get out of control, you know, <laughs> then it's then 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 you won't hear for us for a couple weeks. But or we'll skip finals and that, do the Thundercast I'm instead. All, I'm all for it. We need finals anyway. Um, we've got an exciting exciting show today. Um, exciting podcast. Very basketball heavy because Very. that's really all we have going on for SU sports <laughs> if, right now. If you don't like basketball, you you're not gonna like this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> But if you love basketball, this this might be the right spot for you. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little recap of women's and men's basketball for SEU, and then also for college basketball, and then we'll dive deep into the professional sports world as well. Oh yeah! But let's first get started with some women's basketball. Um, they started whack play this week. Um, it's kind of an interesting way they do it this year. They're playing two early um, Western Athletic Conference games um, early in the year, and then they'll go back to non-conference, and then. After the break, they'll they'll start their full schedule of whack play. Yeah, that one really surprised me. I was um, a little confused at first as to how they were playing whack games and then going away from them and coming back to yeah. them. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I was talking to um, to Coach Mason a couple days ago in a press conference, and she was saying it they don't they don't love it because there's there's pros and cons for it. They they don't like it because these games matter. Like. You win these games, you're up at the top of the whack, no matter what your overall record is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but at the same time, you get an early look at these teams to kind of see, okay, where are we looking like first couple weeks? What can we do to improve on as we get into the full schedule? So yeah. It, it's a love-hate relationship, I think. I think both coaches would say that. I feel like it it almost gives you a little break from those important games in the middle, but also that could be a negative if you look at it from mm-hmm. – Gives you a little time where you're getting out of that rhythm of conference play, throw you off your game just a little bit. But it all depends on whether the team embraces it or yeah. it proves to be a challenge for them. Oh, for sure. So yeah, looking back at this week for women's basketball for SUU, they went one and one this last week. Um, both games were conference. Um, their first one they lost at home to California Baptist, seventy nine to sixty six. They had the lead at halftime, up thirty four thirty two. The wheels kind of fell off. Cal Baptist came out firing in the third and fourth quarter they went to the line i think they went to the line total 33 times dang which is very aggressive and so they were just, they just kept pounding it inside so they pulled away with the win over seu um but on the bright side freshman forward ava urich told 18 points and 14 rebounds including five boards first career double double pretty dang good for a freshman if you yeah. ask me oh yeah yeah she was killing it um and so and then the second game they defeated Seattle University 83 to 56 at home as well. That's a powerful game they, right yeah. there. Big bounce back. Seattle is struggling. They're I think they're 1 and 7 right now. Um let's take a look see. Yeah, they're 1 and 7 in the in overall, but still anytime you can beat a conference play a conference team, you'll take it. A win is a win, a win and is a win. when we win by that much, it's enough of a statement that it's not just 
oh, yeah, we beat them because they're struggling. It's mm-hmm. that we beat them because we were on our game that day. Oh, for sure. We were looking really good. Between the whole team, Delani Bellina had 15 points and six assists. Yurich uh, came back again with mm-hmm. 12 points and five rebounds. Alexa Lord had 12 points and went six on six for six on shooting. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy to hit everything you take, you know? Oh, for sure. I think something important to look at as well is if we look at Southern Utah, um, out of all the teams in the in the WAC, they rank last in three point percentage. Wow! So if we look at, and we look at some of their their losses on the year, it's because they did not shoot the ball well. But then we look at this game against um, against Seattle. They shot thirty six from three, a lot better than what they were their overall percentages. And yeah, so, so maybe we're starting to get on track here. Hopefully, you yeah. Think so I think that's a good sign for sure, and it'll be something to look out for this next week as they get into go back into some non conference games to see if they can shoot the ball. Yeah, a little bit better. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really good to see. I am hoping for the best for our shooting. I think we are on the way up mm-hmm. rather than on the way down right now. We're we're yeah. trending in the right direction for sure. Um, one other maybe a little concern talked about how um, Cal Baptist went to the line went nineteen of thirty three from the line. SCU only went six of ten, and then against Seattle they only went um, five of six. Only yeah. six free throws. So you want you might see them try and be a little bit more aggressive, and that's going to happen. You're going to have games where you don't shoot, go to the line as much. Yeah, because it, it might just be a cleaner team you're yeah, playing against. Exactly, but at the same time, it's always it's always a little concerning when it happens in multiple week, games in a row, and so yeah, we'll see if the, things change a little bit. Especially if they're struggling to shoot the ball, you want to get to the free throw line. You want to get those easy buckets, those fouls to get the other team in foul trouble. For sure, yeah, that's that's huge. As much as you don't want to see fake fouls or anything, mm. but you should be playing aggressively enough that it's a it's a possibility. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Men's basketball did not have quite as good of luck as the split from women's basketball. Ooh. We went zero and two last week. It yeah. was uh, it was a pretty ugly first game. The second game wasn't quite as bad, but the first one, Cal Baptist took us down ninety one to sixty six. It was rough. To say yeah. the least. Yeah, it was a it was a brutal game. Yeah, Cal Baptist was eleven of twenty three from the three point line. They they made eleven threes. Scotty Washington six of eight from three. He was a monster in that game against us. We could not stop him. Yeah, yeah, he was he was letting it fly. But we were. It also seemed like we were helping them out a little bit with the turnovers. You know, seventeen of them in that game. Yeah, that's that's never a good recipe for success. I yeah. Think I think one concern or one kind of stat to look out for as well. Um, let's see. So Southern Utah men's basketball in their five losses this year, they're averaging about sixty-five points a game. Dang. In their two wins, they average ninety-one points a game. Holy crap! So that is a huge difference. It's a big difference. So if they're, it's all they, about the offense. Yeah, huh? if they're scoring the ball really well, then they're winning games. They're playing well. But if that that ball is struggling to go go through the net, it's it can be a struggle, and so and of, of course that's going to be with a lot of, like a lot of teams. If you're not shooting the ball well, it's going to be hard to win. Yeah, but when you see that big of a difference, sixty five points per game versus ninety one, that's a, that's a little concerning. The toughest thing I think is honestly that we're not taking. Maybe we're not getting, but we're not taking the opportunities we have because we shot well in that game. We yeah. were fifty percent from the floor. Yeah, we just, I guess, didn't take enough of those opportunities to shoot. So, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it, 
I mean, Cal Baptist is a really good team. They're yeah, yeah. They they're I think they're the top. They're towards the top of the standings in the WAC. Um, yeah, they're six and one, one and zero in WAC. So they're right there at the top. Um, they're a great team. Possession, time of possession, I think is a is a big okay. one. Okay, yeah, um, that's, that's totally to fair. Um, because if you're taking a lot of time to shoot ball, shoot the ball. Yeah, you're making shots, but you're giving the other team a lot more opportunities. That's true. Um, but in the end, you just kind of kind of bounce back. They're learning from it. They'll learn from these two losses. Um, the second one was at Seattle. You where they lost seventy three to sixty three. Um, at least a little closer. Yeah, but still, still tough. I know you do the rankings. How's Seattle? You look as a team. Is that one that worthy of a loss, or is that one we should have won? That's a tough one. Seattle U is pretty good. They're so they're at, they're towards the top of the rankings as well. They're on the year they're five and three. So they, okay. they have a pretty good record. They lost to Utah Valley earlier this week in a close one. So it was a big bounce back win for Seattle U. Um, but I mean, you ask Coach Jeter or any of the players, they're gonna say, Yeah, we should have won that game. Of even course. We should win every game yeah, in our minds. Yeah, even though it's on the road, like they I think they had the confidence to go out there and win. But I mean give credit to Seattle U. They're they're a great team. Um, Cameron Tyson balled out 22 points, eight of 18 from the field, uh, five rebounds. Like he's been playing out of his mind this year. He's been, he's been their best player by far. Yeah. So he's a hard guy to stop. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see when they play him next later in the year, how that goes. Yeah. I think the key will be rebounding, honestly. Yeah. They, we let them get a lot of rebounds in that game. Yeah. Let's see. Looking at it. Total Southern Utah had 27 rebounds versus Seattle used 39. Yeah, so minus 12. That's pretty rough. That's nine. that's a big difference. Yeah, that's not gonna help. They had nine offensive rebounds. We had seven. So at least on offense, it's yeah. similar. But we've got to be getting those defensive ones too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Zion Young at least had a good game. He put up 14 points, had two boards and two assists. So pretty good. Yeah, Zion Young has been probably SU's best player right now. On offense, at least. I love to watch him play. Yeah, he's been he's been great. Well, hopefully we can continue to see him and improve and see a lot of these other players improve. Other players improve as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Because they have, I they, I think they have the talent, and we got to give it got to give them a couple couple weeks. I mean, this is a brand new team. They're they're all playing together for the first time. Yeah. So give them some time. They'll yeah. they'll start to get together. Yeah. Also, it's a new coach too. Yeah. New scheme. Everything. Yeah. There's, exactly. They're fully starting from scratch mm-hmm. almost completely. Yeah. There's a couple returners, but other than that, it's it's a whole new ball game for them. Yeah, I think what's one thing to stand out that I think is that might help SU in the long run, especially men's basketball, is they have five players that are averaging double figures. So Zion Young leads the team with 14.4 points a game. Dominic Ford averages 13.9. Prophet Johnson at 12.3. Braden Housley at 10, 11.7, and then Parsifala at 10.1. So it's not like Zion is their only scorer and they're like yeah. struggling to get it from anybody else. Like they've got except five different players scoring double figures. It's just now can we put that all together? Yeah. Can we, can we mesh that so that we can all play well together? Can we have everybody on their A game at the same time? Exactly. That'll be the key to us succeeding in these conference games. Yep, I agree. We're definitely going to need to turn things around after this rough start. So Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll see it soon. Absolutely. But it'll be a tough start when we go straight up against Utah yeah. this week. <laughs> so 
That's <laughs> that's a rough one. They're five and two. We play them on Tuesday, and you'll know the result by the time this podcast gets out. Yep. But it it will not be an easy one for us. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a tough game, especially at at Utah. Um, it's one of those games where it's like it's more of just to see how see where we line up against a team yeah, like them. That and it's just like how can you, I mean, keep your composure. Yeah, because it can be frustrating playing against some of these teams that are they're big. I mean, Utah's in the Big Twelve. They're a big, or at least they will be next year. They're a big school. They've got some some high performers, and so yeah, we'll see how how SU can just battle adversity and and stick with them. And just I think it's a good time to just play freely and just like not even care about the score. Just go out there and just have fun and play. Agreed. See where things go. Like when we played BYU in football, it's it's not about winning the game as much as it is about going out there getting into a rhythm, mm-hmm. making sure we play a good game all the way through, no matter what the score is. Exactly. And you'll see teams, I mean, teams do it. Look at James Madison. We'll talk about them in a little bit for basketball. I love they James went, Madison. They went into Michigan State, top 15 team, and they beat them. So it's like, it's not like this it's game. Possible. It's, it's possible. I mean, are the odds against them? Absolutely. Is Utah favored heavily? Yes, but it's, it's, not, it's not a guaranteed and so you just you want Coach Jeter guarantee what he's going to want to see. He's going to want to see his, his boys play hard. So it'll, yeah. be, it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited, but I am more excited for our home game against Idaho State on Saturday. Yeah, It'll be at 6.30 p.m. I definitely will be trying to get out to that one. Absolutely. Yeah, and that can be streamed on ESPN Plus as well. So if you're, you're out of town or you're not there, not able to – Watch it in person. You bailed out before finals, left the, yeah. the early weekend. Any of you Thunderbirds that are going home before this game, shame on you. No, <laughs> Just kidding. ditching out on your yeah, finals. Come on. Don't worry. I wish I could too. <laughs> Same. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how things go. Yeah. Idaho State is sitting at 4-4. Four and four. They've got three guys on their team that are very talented and doing very well. Parker Braden, Kyrie Huey, and Miguel Tomley. So between the three of them, we'll be looking to shut those guys down, or at least as many of them as we possibly can. It, it'll it be another tough game, but I think it's much more winnable than that yeah. being Utah at home, game. Being at home, too, that'll help. And SU's 24-12 oh, yeah. all-time against Idaho State. Played them a lot when we were in the big sky with them. And beat them the last one, seven games in a row over Idaho State, so... Yeah, look to continue. Hopefully, that we can streak. take them down again. Keep it, keep it rolling. Going back to women's basketball for SEU, two games this week, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, you'll know the result of the game on Tuesday against Texas A&M University Commerce. Um, that'll be a road game, and then on Thursday they'll play at New Mexico. That'll be at seven o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Yep, that one since it's away, you'll want to stream on ESPN Plus. Unless you're. You're feeling like you're going. You want to go down to New Mexico, or if you live in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, if we have if we have any listeners in New Mexico, shout out to you guys. <laughs> I don't think that's very likely. I don't but. think it is either. But hey, you never know. Um, New Mexico is six and two on the year. Um, 191 in the net ratings in the NCA. SU is 194. So yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, closely matched. It's a big game. Nia Wilson leads all scores for the Lobes. 15.4 points per game. 4.1 rebounds. So look out for her. See see what SU can do to slow her down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a good week of SUU sports. And by SUU sports, I mean SUU basketball. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. <laughs> when we come back, hopefully we'll 
have a little bit of gymnastics <laughs> yeah, sprinkled there in go. there. But all we've got right now is basketball for these next yeah. two weeks of podcasting. Like you said, if you don't like basketball, I'm sorry. But this <laughs> this is just not your podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we'll go into a little bit of football. Yeah. Not, not our football we'll as we up. move away from SUU sports. But we do have some college football going on right now. Interesting topics to discuss. We have gotten the final four chosen. What are your thoughts, Jack, on our final four this year? Okay. I here's the thing. If I'm a Florida State fan, I'm I'm mad. Of oh, course. You're you're furious. You're like, what the heck? We're the first team ever in the college playoff era to be undefeated in a power five and we're not in the playoffs. You're like, yeah. what what's happening? Me personally though, I think the committee picked the four best teams. I think I agree. I think Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Bama are the four best teams in the in college football right now. Now, so you can talk whether it's deserving the best four. I think they got it right in the sense where it's like if we're looking at the best four teams, like they're in. But you got to feel for Florida State and those players. I mean, you, the players couldn't do anything. It's not like they I mean, they won every game. Like there was nothing more <laughs> they could have done. I mean, I guess you could say, oh, they could have won more convincingly, but a win's a win. Like. It's not like Alabama went out there and destroyed every team. They, they could have beat. not gotten their quarterback hurt. That's, that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's not their fault. It's honestly, it's it's tough for Florida State. And to feel for him. Did you did you see what their quarterback said, Jordan Travis? Yeah, he's like, go Bama. <laughs> well, that too, but what the other one? Um, so Jordan Travis said he wished oh, he yeah. had uh-huh. broken his leg earlier, so people could see how good the team was even without him. Yeah, because he feels like since he went out injured, they think that he's the only he's reason the reason. team was winning, and that now that he's gone, they don't deserve a spot in the Final Four. I mean, it, it, it's hard. I mean, and you take any team. You, if you were to take any one of these four teams right now, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. If you were to take any one of those four teams, take their quarterback out, same conversation, guarantee it. You'd be like, well, maybe maybe they aren't the best team without. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think that's any team. It's it's tough. You you ne- you never want to see it. But then at the same time, if you're Florida State, you're like, well, in 2014, Ohio State was on their third string, and they won the national championship. True. So it's like... Is it, it fair? Yeah, it, it's a tough one. It's just got to be so hard to go 13-0 and and not make it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not one of the committee members making that decision. It's, it's a tough <laughs> call. Did you see what J.J. Watt said about it? Uh-uh, I didn't. Okay, his proposal was that we do an emergency six-team playoff, Alabama, Georgia... Texas and FSU all mm-hmm. play each other to and decide then, who gets to play Michigan and Washington. I mean, I'm not against it. I, I mean, think it sounds interesting. It's never going to happen, no. but I thought it would have been fun. This is the year we needed the 12-team playoff. I know it's happening next year, but they needed to do it this year because there are so many. I mean, you could go down and say, you just want it for Oregon, don't you? Yes, I do want it for Oregon. <laughs> but still, look at any of these. I th- look at any of the teams in the top 12. That I, you can make a legitimate case that they can make a run for it. I mean, I think all of them could. Look, look, at, look at Missouri. Their two losses were against, um, I think it was against, I know the one was against Georgia, at Georgia, where they lost by like seven. And then, you can't expect anything different. Yeah. Georgia's a tough game to play, especially on the road. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you look at these teams, it's like all these teams, you can make a legit case. Like, they could they could make a run for it. Look at Georgia. They won every single game, lose by three <laughs> to the to Alabama, and then they're out of it. Yep. it it's tough. It's, it's brutal. 
brutal world of college football. <laughs> Speaking of the brutal world of college football, Jack. Oh, man. <laughs> we we got to talk losses, about Two losses. Two Oregon losses. I was with you both times. I've argued against Brig for Oregon winning over Washington twice, and I've lost both times. I was there at the game, too. That's what made it like a thousand oh, times Oh, that worse. sucks. I, I watched that in person. You did? I was My there. family was there, too. Really? How was it? One of the greatest games I've ever watched, like, live. Like, That's good. Very entertaining. Back and forth the entire game. Um... Oregon went down really early, down 20 to 3. And I was, at that point, I was like, this is not good. Oregon came back, took the lead 24 to 20. And at that point, I was like, oh, we got this. This is back secured. <laughs> like, give us, give, put us in the top four. And hats off to Washington. They, they battled, they, they stuck with it, and they, they came out on top. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. So it, it was, it was a tough game to they watch. Earn, they earned but, their spot ultimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's another team. Like, they haven't looked pretty all year. They've struggled in games. They barely beat Washington State, barely beat Arizona State, barely beat Stanford. But in the end, they won all their games. When true. it mattered most, they they got the they got the victory. So that is true. Sometimes it's not it. about winning by a ton. Sometimes it's just about winning, doing as much as you can to just get the W. Yep. Yep. But we'll transition a little bit here to NCAA basketball now instead. Talked a little bit of football, but back mm-hmm. to the basketball. Sorry. Yep. We're back. Sorry. Yep. That's everything right now. Basketball, basketball, basketball. Mm-hmm. We got a new number one team, Arizona. Yep. Well-deserving. They're, they're playing out of their mind. They're playing. They look, they look really good. But I think, I think there's a couple teams that you can make legit case for to be number one. But, and that's how it is with everything. Yeah. But I I mean Arizona they're they're looking really good. So um let's see, I'm pulling up their yeah, seven and 5 and oh at home, one oh one and oh on the road, and then they had the neutral side as well. Beat at beat Duke at Duke. I yeah. think that's a very impressive win, even though Duke maybe hasn't looked the best so sorry, far. Sorry, Hayden Coombs. Yeah, Hayden sucks for you. Uh oh, Hayden. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure Brig is very happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, they're, Arizona's looking good. I think the other team to look out for, too, is Kansas. Kansas is looking good. Just beat UConn at home. Very deep. True. Looking to make another run at it. I like Kansas a lot. I think they can they can make a run. They'll be in that top bunch there. Yeah. But, I mean, what's concerning, and this is, you see this every year with college basketball, is you see these top teams, and then the one week they look like one of the best teams in the country, and the next week... They lose at home to some JUCO or some smaller D1 school. Yeah, you lose a little bit of that in the pros, but in college, it's it's anyone's it's, game every week. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Purdue. Like, I think Purdue's a perfect example. they one of the top teams in the, in the nation coming in. Um, they beat, I want to say they beat, I'm trying to remember who they beat in Hawaii to, to win the Maui Invitational. Um, undefeated. Then they go and play Northwestern and lose by four. And it's that's like, ridiculous. What, where did that come from? And I think that's what makes one college basketball so exciting, but also March Madness so hard to get a perfect bracket. Because True. at any time, one of these teams can lose, and it's just it's tough. Makes it even harder. I would just like to let everyone know that my women's basketball March Madness bracket won last year, and 
This was before I knew anything about women's basketball. So I just <laughs> guessed. Now you're cooking. <laughs> I chose LSU because that's where Joe Burrow is from. Hey, there you go. And uh, I ended up getting pretty lucky on that. It worked. I think Brig won the men's side, too. Okay, so there you go. Thundercast taking home the wins in yeah, Hayden's let's go. <laughs> class. I mean, look at look at Purdue. So this, just looking at Purdue's schedule this year, they have a ranked win against Gonzaga, beat them by 10. A ranked win against Tennessee, beat him by four. A ranked win against Marquette, beat him by three. And then they go and lose to Northwestern by four. And it's like... That's rough. What's happening? What What's going on here? So it's just... And Purdue lost to... Was a number one seed last year. And they lost their first game to um, number, a 16 seed. So it's just like, you never know. Any yeah. day, any one of these days, they... It can you can have a bad game and you can lose. Crazy things happen all the time. Yep. BYU looking good too. Number fourteenth in the nation. They're moving up. Yep. Number two on the net rankings. Yeah, they're looking really good this year. Which I think is a surprise. I don't think anybody really expected that. Going into the Big Twelve, a lot tougher than the or the WCC. I mean, I know Gonzaga's in there and St. Mary's, but the Big Twelve is a lot bigger, a lot better. And they they've impressed. Um They've got a big, big game this Saturday, though, at Utah. That will be, that'll be a test. Going to be a challenge for them. Yeah. High emotional game. It'll be exciting. That'll also, be a good one to watch. Yeah. I mean, BYU hasn't had the the strength, the strongest schedule that they've played. I mean, they beat San Diego State at home. That was impressive. San Diego State was in the Final Four last year. Um, That's a big win. Yeah. But then Morgan State... They did beat Arizona State, but NC State, Fresno State, they have Evansville tomorrow, so it's like some smaller teams, but then Utah, then they have some more smaller teams, but then when they start Big 12 conference play, they got some big games. Cincinnati at Baylor versus Houston versus Texas versus at Oklahoma. Like It's going to be a big test at Kansas. These are going to be some tough games. Hard teams to play. (laughs) These are not going to be some easy games. So it'll be interesting to see how they they do the rest of the year. But you got to be impressed with how BYU's playing. I know Brig was pretty upset over it, but McNeese is number 30 over Gonzaga at 31 and UNC at 32. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a shock. A little shocking for him. Yeah, I'd, I'd be mad if I was Brig too. Fair enough. Biggest games of the week, obviously, the Holy War will be at 5 mm-hmm. p.m., and that one is going to be huge. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Especially because we're in Utah, so. Yeah, it's always it's always good. Fun for us to pay attention to. Absolutely. There's also the Jimmy V Classic on Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. We'll see UConn and UNC play each other and FAU and Illinois all ranked teams, so that'll be a really good set of games to watch. Mm-hmm. We'll see Arizona play Wisconsin this week. Again, both ranked teams, so that'll be a good one as well. That one's on ESPN, so I'll definitely be watching that. All right, and then women's basketball. We have a new AP poll that came out. South Carolina stays at number one after some pretty close games mm-hmm. against UNC, which is number 24, and Duke last week. Yeah. And then Texas also jumped into the top five. What are you thinking on the world of women's basketball right now? You, South Carolina looks good. They look really good. Um, I, of course, LSU is going to be one of the top teams, and they just got 
um, their star player Angel Reese back. So that's that's a big that's a big addition. She I love him. Couple games. LSU is my favorite. Yep. Um, so they're always going to be in the mix. UConn's always going to be in the mix. Um, Texas jumping in the top five, like you said. Um, Notre Dame's always been pretty consistent. Um, NC State looking really good this year as well. So, and shout out Colorado. Went out and beat LSU too. Eight and one. They're looking really good so far. Utah's in the top 15. So, it'll, there's a lot of, a lot of top teams this year. It'll be interesting to see if throughout the year if that stays or if some teams kind of pull ahead of others. I but, sure hope some teams pull ahead. Yeah. Give us a chance to sneak <laughs> in to a seed in March Madness once yeah. again. Would be nice. Yeah, we'll have to I'll have to start winning some games in the whack, but that'll be yeah, making try and go back to back for SEU. But it it's looking good. It's gonna be an exciting year for basketball, that's for sure. For sure. Go into a little bit of professional basketball here, the NBA. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking on the season so far? Well, my jazz suck, so that kind of sucks, but um, marketing out is pretty yeah. rough, huh? Yeah, that doesn't help. And it's a young team. There's, I think the biggest, biggest concern for the jazz right now is there's just not a true number one leader. I think like marketing a great player. And I think he's, he's an awesome option. He's a great scorer, but he's talented. He's talented, but I just don't see him as that, that leader. Like some teams have, like you have your Nikola Jokic, you have your Luka Doncic, you have your Trey Young, your Donovan Mitchell, your Jason Tatum, like these guys, Jimmy Butler, that lead the team that are like a big vocal point in the locker room. Yeah. You just don't really see that with with Utah, and that's something they need because of how young this team is. Oh, for sure. So Maybe bring in a veteran presence at some point, or are you thinking <laughs> someone will step up into that role? That's a good question. I don't know. The problem is the Jazz are not in a position where a veteran's, I think, going to fix their problems. Yeah. They need... I think they just need to continue to work. They have a lot of draft picks. I think that's going to help a lot. Um, and they just got to keep keep at it and just keep testing. I love what they're doing with Keontae George, putting him in the starting role. I think that's a big – that's a that's a good a move. Step forward, for yeah. sure. Rookie point guard from Baylor. He's been looking great so far. So I, I like that. It's just – it's there's going to be growing pains. Yeah. That's I won't lie. I – I love Keontae George, and I cheer for him, but I did cheer against him one day this week for fantasy basketball's sake. <laughs> hey, I, needed, I needed him to do poorly so that I could beat Chevy, that and is I did. I got the dub against Chevy go. in my fantasy basketball Let's dynasty go. league. Shout out, Chevy. Brig, oh. I, I'll have to check. I'm pretty sure Brig's still undefeated. He's unstoppable Jeez, in our dude. league. Someone's got to step up. As you're looking that up, though, Timberwolves, 15-4. and four. First in the West. Who would have thought that? They I did not good. expect that to happen. And it's led by that defense. That defense has been elite this year. And number two, the Thunder. They have been impressive as well. Chet Holgram has been awesome. Shea Gildas-Alexander, been elite point guard, looking like an all-NBA point guard. And then, of course, the Nuggets are right there at number three. They're still powerhouse team. No surprises there. Yeah. So that's kind of like the top of the West is looking like on the east side. You got your you got your powerhouse teams, the Celtics in first, fifteen and four, the Magic at number two. I love it. I just think it's awesome. It's crazy. Look at Paolo Banchero going crazy. They've got Cole Anthony balling out. They've got just that young group that's just playing well. And that's what you love to see, especially for a team like that, a small market team. 
you're not going to get the big free agents like LA or like Boston or Miami. Your your success is in the draft, and you and need you the get. guys you have to really yeah. step up. And and they are. I mean, look, these all these guys are people they've drafted. They're not like these, there's these big free agent signings. And so, shout out to Orlando, Bucks at number three. My Bucks are in there still, looking good. I think after, nice. after a struggle at the start, they're starting to pick it up. Eight and two in their last ten games. That's impressive. Yeah, I was a little worried at the beginning, but they've yeah. they've started to get on a roll. You gotta I'm give not them, too yeah. concerned. You gotta give them time though. Yeah. Um, one concern, they are five and five on away. They don't they struggle on the road. True, the away games are tough. But they're nine and one at home. So Yeah. I mean, honestly, as long as we if we were to split all of our away games and win all of our home games, yeah. That would still put us at a pretty good record. That is true. So that's okay. But I also love the Celtics because that's where Holiday went. So yeah. cheering for him over there too. He's been they've been playing really they've been playing great basketball. They, yeah. And they've got some depth too. They're they're looking deep. I think that's that's gonna help them in the long run is their depth. So that'll it's be, be a big deal. Yeah. And then moving back to football, the NFL. One last time. Yep. Both of our teams are kind of struggling. Yep, it's looking pretty rough. My team plays tonight. The Bengals play on Monday Night Football against the Jaguars. You guys will know what happened. You guys will have watched us get slaughtered already. So Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, Travis Etienne went for like 200 yards and like got me like 35 fantasy points. Oh, no. The sad thing is is that I have him in both fantasy leagues too. Oh, so you you just want a high-scoring game. That's what you want. I did bench him this week in one league, but... It, quite frankly, it doesn't really matter. I already lost oh, in that league tough. so badly. Brutal. My mom, my one and eleven in oh, fantasy no. mom, no. beat me Shout this week. Shout out to Kale's mom for beating yes. me in fantasy football. Go her. That's elite. <laughs> now at two and eleven on the season. Oh man! So kudos, kudos to her for that. That's brutal. Jack, we got to take our B-Reels oh, real quick. Did we miss B-Reels? We did miss it. <sighs> I'm, I'm irate. It's okay. Not it's even, okay. Not even worth posting anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. But there's the B-Reel. All right. We're back. We got it in. <laughs> but yeah, Bengals, that's a tough loss with Joe Burrow. Hurts their playoff chances. For sure. And we just moved A.J. McCarron up today. As much as I... I'm surprised he's still in the league. <laughs> yeah. Well, he <laughs> went down to the forever. XFL and then he came back. Shout out to him. But honestly, at this point, I'd be I'd have fun watching him play. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs, so I'd be <laughs> happy to see Adrian McCarron there play. I think it would be funny. Heck yeah. Well, hey, it could be worse. You could be a New York Jets fan. That's true. Talk because a, talk listen. about a, talk about a dumpster fire of a season. That's rough. Oh my goodness. It's and the hardest part is that taking a hit like your quarterback is terrible. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers out, you've got to expect to lose out on the season, on the playoffs. Um, but yeah. to look the way the Jets have looked, it looks like if Aaron Rodgers were out there, he would be the only bright spot on this team. Yeah. The, I mean, the defense, the defense obviously. The defense has been fantastic. Good. The only bright spot on the offense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the offense is un, has underperformed, and that's not that's putting it lightly. I love Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, but yeah. if, if you – can't get the talent out of them with the people you have around them, then there's there's nothing they can do mm-hmm. about it. And what's scary is it's like the last thing that we want to do is waste these guys' career. Yeah. Like this is like these are big moments in their career. Like they're young, they're gonna keep improving, but gotta give them an opportunity. So 
especially with how running backs work nowadays, Brees Hall could be out of the league in couple years. What, like six years? So Who knows? You've, you've got to give yeah. him these opportunities now so that he can stick around for a little bit longer. Yeah. I, I, I know this is not, like, the best thing to do, and I know a lot of the teams don't like to do it. I want to see the Jets tank. Like, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, wow. I know. Jack I know. is one of these people. I, I look for the future. Okay. I want them to put Zach Wilson back in, put whoever you bounce back in at quarterback. Do not put Aaron Rodgers back in the rest of the year. I, I, as much oh, as, I do agree with that. As much as it would be awesome to see him play again, and I think that would just be one of the greatest things to happen in the sports world, there's no point. We're out of the playoffs. We're not making it. Don't even, like, think of it. Don't let, don't let him come back. Let's just let how the rest of the season goes out. Let's get a top 10 draft pick. Let's beef up that O-line. Let's improve our offense. And next year when we have a healthy Aaron Rodgers, a healthy offensive line, Garrett Wilson is in year three. Brees Hall is in year three. We maybe add some key points to the wide receiver group as well. Then I like our chances a lot more. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I think Rodgers should not come back. I yeah. agree with you on that. At yeah. this point, their playoff chances are shot. I mm-hmm. thought if they could get a win over Atlanta, it might be worth him coming back. But after that loss, it's it's no. not even a possibility. No, yeah. It's no, yeah. I, GM, go Joe Douglas. Listen to me. Don't do it. Don't bring him back. Robert Sala. Don't do it. Don't play him. Were you watching that Atlanta game? Nope. I didn't even want to watch it. Yep. I followed live on it, but I did not want to watch it. I was watching it. It was <laughs> oh, it was a hard you're, watch. You're poor, you poor soul. <laughs> well, I was switching between Denver, Houston, which actually was a really that was good a good game. game. That was a great game. I'm sure Brig is proud of the fight his Broncos put up, even though it was yeah. a, a loss for them ultimately. But yeah, oh yeah, I want to see C.J. Stroud make it as deep into the playoffs as he can possibly go. I love that guy. Yeah, he's been playing out of his mind. But without Tank Dell, it'll be a little bit harder. That's his that's, that's best wide loss. receiver on the team. That's a tough loss. He's got Nico Collins, at least. Yeah. Just looking at the Broncos' schedule, though, at the Chargers, that's a winnable game. I think it's a win. At the Lions, that'll be a tough one. Hard win. Home against the Patriots, that's a win. Win. Home against the Chargers, that's a win. Yep. At the Raiders, that's a winnable game. Yeah. If you're looking at, I mean, I think all of those conference games are yeah. absolutely winnable for them. They're 6-6 six and six right now. They're... They're only two games out of first place from the Chiefs. True. Chiefs are 8-4. and four. The Chiefs play. Personally, I really hope the Chiefs lose out their that would be, spot I, to I the Broncos. I don't think they will. The I Chiefs, don't think they will either. Chiefs got an easy schedule, too. They play the Bills at home. That's a tough one, but that's at home. At the Patriots, that's a win. Versus the Raiders at home, that's a win. Sorry, but versus the Bengals, that's a win. Agreed. At the Chargers, I think that's a win. So they like, might win out the they year. Could easily. But we thought the Packers would probably be a win for them. That, that is true. That is also true. If you weren't paying attention on Sunday Night Football, the Packers upset the Chiefs by a decent margin. Jordan Love is him. That's all you got to say. He is him. Yeah. I posted about it on my new social media account I started. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach new fans football. It's called... Professor Football 2023. Go follow me if you're <laughs> interested go. in learning Let's football. Go. All you T-Swizzle fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got you. But um, looking at the Texans, though, at the Jets, that's a win. At the Titans, that's a win. Or at least it should be. Versus the Browns, with how they don't have quarterback, that's a, that should be a win. Versus the Titans, that should be a win. At the Colts, 
Now you're thinking, oh, Colts, that's a win. Colts are seven and five. The Colts look good. I think the Colts and Texans could potentially both I, make the playoffs. I would love I would love it to see January 7th, Texans at Colts, winner in. That would be a good game. The winner's game. in, the loser misses out on the playoffs. That'd that, be awesome. That would be awesome. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania versus the hotshot CJ Stroud. I would love that. I don't know who I think would win, but. Yeah. So a lot of exciting things happen in the football world. We can talk to you a little bit more about how it shapes up next week, but you yeah. guys are going to have to be without us until the playoffs start, that, I believe. That, that is true. We're, we'll ha- this is what we'll do next week. We'll make our, our final, like, projections, like, where we think everybody's going to stand. Yeah, and, and you guys then, can hold us to it when yep. we come back. <laughs> You'll see. We'll see how bad we were. We'll see why we're not on, like, NFL Network or something like that and where we're on the Thunder podcast. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. That's – anyways, that's all we've got for you today. So – Have a great week. Get ready for those finals. Enjoy them or don't enjoy them at all like I will. But we're almost there. Yep. We're going to make it through. Go Jets.